This podcast is for everyone with the desire to build something they love, whether it's their own business, scaling their own business, or for anyone who simply wants to be inspired by someone who already went that way. Hello guys and welcome to my first podcast episode ever. I'm super, super excited and I hope you're too. And first of all, I would like to let you know why I'm starting this podcast. So you know that feeling when you buy a product and this product is such a game changer for you and you want to tell all of your girls and sending messages like crazy saying, hey girl, you need to buy that product because it's just a game changer for you. I guess you all have a smile on your face right now, right? And this is the feeling I have about the business I built, about the opportunity that I just found out a few years ago. And this is why I want to combine inspiration and also value into this podcast. And I will also upload this on YouTube. So check that out. So let's start with my story. And now just lean back because I want to tell you all the details from where I started. So first, I grew up in a little village in Germany. I'm a super normal girl and meanwhile a woman, but I was a super normal girl that went to school and in school directly I realized something. I was like, why the hell I'm learning this? I wasn't asking other people because it was just normal. Everyone was doing it, but I was asking myself, why the hell I'm learning all that stuff? Do I really need that? But however, again, it was just normal. So I didn't ask anyone about it. I just did because everyone went to school and I just did that. And everyone did like a job after school at a store or office or whatever. And for me, it was for sure also normal to do that. So as soon as I went out of school, I had a decision to whether study or to go working. And for whatever reason, I started to um, think about and I was like, okay, the only option I have is to work because um, I just didn't know it better because my parents never studied. None of my family or friends around me never studied. And this is why I also went to work. And at this time, also because I was 16, I didn't have a plan about anything. I didn't have a plan about what I want to do in the future, nothing. And I was like, okay, what am I doing right now? And it was a must, you know, I needed to do like a job. And I was like, hmm, why the hell would I do? And they told me like, hey, this is what you now do is what you will do in the future. And I was like, hmm, okay, but I don't know. I really don't know what I want. I was just 16. I went out of school. I had really no idea. And this time my mom worked as an, at an office and my dad worked as a, at a um, retail store and I visited him a lot of times in the past. And I was like, okay, hey, this is what I know. So I will just go and find a job in a retail store because this is how I know what I know already. This is how it works. I know how it works and everything. So I just knew it. And I was like, okay, hey, let's just do that. So I applied for that kind of jobs and I got this job in a, in a retail store, um, which just sold clothes, like very good clothes from brands and whatever. And I was like, okay, hey, we're not doing it. Could be a very cool experience. So I started this job. And you know, if you just went out of school and you join like a job, you treat will be treated like that. And it was the same to me. I was like, why the hell, what the hell I'm doing here? I was the one who, you know, um, brought out the trash and all that stuff, you know, and, and cleaned and all that stuff. I was like, why the hell? I want to learn something here. They told me when I went out of school, you go to work and to learn. And then you learn and then at the end you're ready and then you can, you know, go find another job if you want to or just stay with the company. And I was like, okay, I want to learn something. Why Why do I, do I need to clean or why do I need to bring out the trash? Not that I don't want to do that. It was just like, why the hell, what the hell I'm learning here? However, I did that three years in total. And um, yeah, I wasn't really happy, to be honest. I was just like, again, I was treated like someone who just started a job. And also it wasn't fulfilling. I was like every day for eight hours, I just stand in the store and, you know, just had a few conversations with clients for sure. And, you know, I I consulted them and all that stuff, but it wasn't fulfilling at all. It was just like 
I just stand it there and that's it. And I remember that at one point my dad says, said, like, hey, yes, this is the same feeling that I have. Um, I'm also not satisfied with my job and everything, but this is just something that you have to do. This is what he said. You, you just have to do that because there was no other option. There was no other option. And for example, I also had never nobody in my family or in my um, circle of friends that was self-employed or something. So everyone just went that way to get a normal job. And this is why for me it was kind of normal. But on the other side, I thought, okay, something isn't right here. It, it doesn't feel right. Why I should do that? And also, again, they told me like, hey, this is what you learn right now. You will do probably for the rest of your life. And I was like, wow, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life. I wasn't satisfied, satisfied at all. But on the other side, I didn't thought about any solution because, again, I just knew that. I just knew that exact life, going to work, coming home after work, and that's it. That was my life. And again, I was in retail, so... Um, I won't say that other jobs aren't hard, but retail is like you just stand on your feet the whole day, eight hours. You just stand on your feet and that's it. And this retail store where I worked was not like um, a big brand or something. It was a very little store with different brands and all that stuff. So we also didn't have that much clients than other people or in other stores. And that's why I really just stand there and waited for the next client. And this was just horrible. It was not fulfilling at all again. And beside that, the money was like bad. I think the first three years, um, I got like 500 bucks or something, $500 per month. So it was just crazy for being there eight hours a day. And also I went to school in that time to learn that stuff that I needed to do in that store or whatever. However, I wasn't um, satisfied at all. So now I was ready. I was finished with the three years. So I knew how to sell. This was the only skill and the only good thing that um, that I got from this from the three years of working, I had a skill to sell something because I sold clothes. Even if it was just clothes, uh, clothes, I had a skill to sell something. So however, three years after, I was like, okay, what I'm doing now? And then they they told me like, hey, you can still work in this company and I will get you, we will get you this salary. And they showed me a salary and it was like $900 per month for working 40 hours in the store. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, I'm not going to do that. I was telling my parents like, hey, I want to do something else. And for example, one thing that I also realized when I was working there is that since I grew up in a very, very small village, I saw always the same people every single day in my lunch break. I went through the city and always saw the same people. We always had the same clients. I always saw the same people. Nothing changed. And I was like, hmm, is this really what I want? Is this really where I want to live? And this was the first time I thought about moving away from my hometown. And it scared me a bit, but on the other side, I was like, I'm not going to do that. And for example, again, they offered me that kind of salary and I didn't have any other solution because this was a well-known store in, in my city and I couldn't find something that is better around me. Everything was just crap. Like the stores were just like, why should I work there? So I was like, okay, hmm, what I'm going to do now? And I told my parents saying, hey, is it okay if I move away? And luckily, my parents always supported me in everything I did. They just supported me. They let me do. They let me, you know, did my own experience. They always supported me. And this is something I really, really appreciate. So thank you for that. Um, and I was like, hey, maybe I just want to move away. And then I was searching for different jobs in retail stores. And I, I found one job um, at Nespresso, so at the coffee company. And this job was six hour drive away from my hometown. So car drive away. And I was like, hmm should I just do that? And then I was like, mom, is it okay if I just do that? And she was like, yeah, why not? Just just apply if if they um, if they take you, why not? So you just do the experience. And I was like, okay, why, why I'm not trying, you know? And then I applied and for some reason they just 
took me <laughs> as an employee. So I went there for um, for the first day when I had this interview. And this was also the first time I was in the city. So I never knew the city before. It was just like, hey, I just want to don't live in that my hometown anymore. This was the only reason. And I wasn't visiting the city before. I was just like, okay, it's a big city. So let's just go there. So it was Düsseldorf for all the people from Germany. You know that. Um, however, I went there and I had this interview and they just took me. They were like, hey, yes, you're a good fit. Um, let's just try. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I got this job and then, you know, was like, okay, I need an apartment. I need everything. I was just moving, you know. And also this was the first time moving into my own apartment because I just lived at my parents' house. And I was like, okay, great. And now looking back, this was the moment where I um, grew up very fast because I was moving into my own apartment after living for nine I was 19 years old I have to say that I was 19 years old so I was moving into my own apartment with 19 I was moving to a city where I cut where I didn't know anyone and this was like it for some reason it doesn't scare me that much I was just doing it I didn't thought about it I was just like oh yes let's do the experience so however there was one guy that I knew from the city because my mom used to work for him in the past um, or with him whatever and um, I knew him and he was very, very rich. And I was like, oh, wow, this guy is rich. However, um, this was the only guy that I knew. And for some reason, one day before I got this interview, I met him. It was just like, luckily, I met him. And I was telling him like, hey, I want to move to the city, maybe. I just applied. And he was like, oh, great. So if it fits, let me know because I have an apartment there. And I was like, oh, great. So everything came together. So to be really honest to you guys, it was a lot of luck. It was a lot of luck. And I'm super thankful for that. However... I got this job and I called him and was like, hey, I got this job, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, hey, cool. Yeah, let's uh, let's have a look on apartments and everything. And then he showed me his apartment. His apartment was so freaking nice. This apartment was like, since he was very rich, um, this apartment was like the intern. Everything was super nice. It was a very small one, um, but it was super, super nice. And um, he was like, hey, yeah, if I want to, you can rent that. And I was like, oh, wow, thank you so much for this opportunity. And this apartment was in a part of the city where all the rich people um, lived. So what happened? I started with that job and all the people were like, oh, wow, she's coming from that part of the city. Mm, she might be rich, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't rich at all. And now a little backstory. When I worked in um, this job, I told you before, like the three years in this retail shop, um, there was an option to get clothes, but to pay it, so clothes, but to pay it um, at the end of the year. So you could get the clothes already and then you paid it at the end of the year. So what happened is that, you know, I didn't have that much money, as I told you, it was like $500 per month or something. But however, I needed to dress up like someone because I worked there and I needed to sell that clothes. So it was like an expectation um, to buy that clothes. And I was just, you know, taking without paying. And then at the end of the year, I had to pay. So the last year I worked there, I still had an uh, like an open amount of, I, I guess it was like $900 or something. And I really didn't have that money. And then my dad was giving me the money. And again, I'm super thankful for that, that he did that because otherwise I just, you know, didn't know how to pay that. So however, I moved to Dusseldorf and I uh, lived in that city where all the rich people um, lived. And the people um, said to me like, oh, wow, she seems to be rich. Blah, blah. And I really just wasn't. I was broke. I was in debt with my parents, all that stuff. So I really don't, um, don't wasn't rich. And then, um, you know, I started this job and the people get to know me better. But however, I always had that kind of feeling that the people looked up to me like someone like, oh, she's rich. And, you know, the better they knew me, for sure, the better they know, okay, I'm, I wasn't rich at all. <laughs> but however, the feeling, and this is the first time I realized that people don't like people who have money. And it was like, why the hell people are looking down or up or looking at me, um, telling me, oh, she seems to be the rich one. 
why? Why do people have something against rich people? And this was the first time I thought about that. So what happened when I lived there, since I just knew this one guy, he um, took me to all of the places there. He took me to the best clubs. He took me to the best restaurants and everything. And I went into this rich world because for sure all his friends were rich or were celebrities and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, this is just crazy. And I saw this word and then I saw my word and the word that I lived in the past, like with my parents. I was like, wow, this is such a huge difference. And this is the fir- this was the first time I realized like, okay, why other people have more money? And for example, when I was a little child, I, al- I also realized that for a short time because all my friends and my best friend, for example, she always had more. She had a house. She had her own little apartment in the house of her parents. They had a backyard and all that stuff. And I was like, hmm, and we had a little apartment. So again, coming back to my childhood quickly, we never had that much money. So don't get me wrong. I had the best childhood ever and I'm super, super thankful for that. So thank you um, to my parents that I that they, you know, made everything to to give me that childhood. But however, we never had that much, mu- that much money. And again, it was okay for me, but I realized that. I realized that I was like, okay, other people are going more often to vacations. Other people are having a house. Other people are having this, this, this. But I wasn't like sad or something. I just realized that. Now, however, coming back to Dusseldorf, sorry, I'm so, I'm just switching because there's so many things to tell you. Coming back to Dusseldorf, I knew that guy and he took me to all of the places and I realized, oh, wow, this is a world where people just have money. But for me, there was never the question to come to that point because I just, you know, never experienced that with my family or friends. And I was always like, okay, I'm just not meant to be rich or something. For me, it was not an option. For me, it was never an option to be, to become that rich because it was just like, why should I be the one that become rich? Why? Like nobody did that in my family or friends or whatever. And I was like, okay, this is like something that is just meant to meant for a few people and not for me. This is this is nothing for me. I'm not meant for that um, or meant to be for that. So however, um, I worked there for five years in total. And luckily in the middle of working there, like after two years or something, I got a better position as a manager. And I was super happy. I always wanted to climb this career. I wanted to go this career, um, you know, letter of, you know, having a better job, better position. Um, I wanted to work in marketing or whatever. Like I wanted to do stuff, uh, all that kind of stuff and different stuff. So I got this better position uh, two years after I worked there. And the position was pretty good. So I was a kind of manager there uh, with two other people. So I managed like the whole store. I did all the, um, you know, plannings for the employees and all that stuff so I did a lot and I'm super super thankful I also learned a lot about leadership and all that stuff however I got 1,500 euros um, or dollars whatever you want to want to have per month for this job and I was like okay that's good money right and then for some reason I talked to other people and they told me like they're working in office and they're getting like 2,000 or 2,500 in Germany which is not a lot but in Germany it's a lot and I was like oh wow that's that's good. Why am I not getting this money? I'm a, I'm a manager. I was like, mm, okay. However, I loved my job. I liked it. And I was like, mm, okay. Then after a few years working there again, also with that position of being a manager, I realized, okay, for everything I wanted to do when it comes to my free time, free time I needed to ask because I work in retail. So that means if I'm going out or if I have a day off, someone else has to work for me. So it was very difficult to ask for day offs or whatever and all that stuff. And as you know, I lived a six hour drive, um, car drive away from my hometown. So that means, for example, when it was my mom's or my dad's birthday, I always had to ask if I can go for at least two or three days because I need to drive six hours. So I just can't go for, you know, one day driving there and then 
coming back the day after. So um, therefore, I always had to ask. And this was something that annoyed me a lot. Because all the vacations that I had, I guess I had around 25 or 30 days of vacation per year. All the vacation I had, I spent it at home for sure. But I never had real vacation because all the days that I, I had off, I would just... Um, I went through my family, sorry. English is not my main English, you will see it, but however. Um, yes, so I um, went to my to my family, so I never had a real vacation. And beside that, also it was like, again, the first years was very super excited because I lived, you know, in a big, big city coming from this small village and everything was so cool. There were so, so many celebrities. Everything was just great and great, crazy. And again, I um, met this guy um, more often and he took me to all that places and all that stuff. And I was super, super excited that he, you know, just showed me everything. And then I learned, um, I get to know a lot of people also in that circle. And then I went with them a bit, you know, it was kind of, was kind of exciting, but I never had a lot of money. Now, what happened is that I realized, okay, this is a word. I want to jump in for whatever reason. This rich people, they had something. It was like, okay, this word is crazy. I want to dive deep into and again, I was hanging around with that people. So therefore, I need to spend a lot of money because these people just, you know, we went to clubs, we went to this and this and this and this. And I was just, I was 20 or 22 in the meanwhile. And I was like, okay, I have to spend a lot of money. And this is where my journey started with being in debt. So I spent a lot of money and I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't make a lot of money in my job. So that's why I just came in debt. And let me tell you something. Maybe you won't believe that, but I can show you screenshots. I was in debt with 13,000 euros at this time. 30,000 euros I was in debt. And I was like, what the hell I'm doing here? And I was like, you know, for whatever reason, I just spent so much money because I was around these people. And I just, you know, I felt like I just need to do that because I want to be in that world. But I just couldn't do that. It was not the, the, it was not meant to be. Again, I was not meant to be rich, but for every reason, I wanted to be in that circle and I tried to be there or stick with them and, you know, giving um, or um, putting out a lot of money. So, however, I was in debt with 13,000 uh, euros and this was just crazy. No matter what I did, I never came out of this debt because I had a salary of 1,500 euros as a manager. And um, how the hell should I just, you know, overcome that being in debt? So what happened then is at one point I decided to move back to my family. Not because I didn't like the city. I love the city. But I also missed my family a lot. Because, and this is something that you have to know about me. I have a super, super strong relationship to my parents. I super appreciate that. I know that not all of the people unfortunately have that. But I'm super, super um, thankful that I have that. And this is why I was like, okay, there is a time. Or there is like, there was a feeling like, hey, now it's just time to go. However, I was applying for the same company in Switzerland because we lived at the border of Switzerland, something that I missed to tell you. We lived at the border of Switzerland and I applied for the same job in Switzerland. So it was like 10 minutes or something from my hometown away. And um, I was always like, okay, I'm moving. Um, I was already like moving away. I planned everything out. I applied. And for me, it was like, I'm, I'm sure that I get this job because I was already manager. I applied for the same position. Why shouldn't I get this job? It's the same company. They already hyped me up. They always hyped me up. They told me, hey, you're a super good person. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, hey, just, let's just do that. So I applied and my head was already moving and planning everything. And now I had a date where I was moving and all that stuff. I planned everything out. I searched already for apartments and all that stuff. And then um, they told me, hey, no, we can't take you. And I was like, what the hell? And there was also something I realized, like, what the hell is going on in the copper world? Because I was super, super good 
and in my position and um, they just don't took me because it was not a country and I was like you know we have other rules in this country in this company and this is why you need to go through the normal process to become this position again even if I already had this position they were like hey you know you have to start again as a salesperson like as a sales rep for our company and then you can um, jump into a, a manager or something I was like oh what the hell and I was like I don't know if I want to do that. And however, they said, hey, beside that, we don't have that role right now. So we don't have, even don't have a role as an um, as a salesperson. I was like, okay, yeah, then it's okay for me. It's fine for me. I'll find something else. So I was super unhappy because um, what happened then is that I worked at my auntie's um, store and she had like, um, you know, they did interior stuff and all that stuff. And she was like, hey, if you want to, um, you can work on my in my store for the time where you're searching for something new and you can also um, join my apartment because I just have an apartment that I want to rent as Airbnb or whatever and I'm super th thankful so don't get me wrong guys I'm super super thankful that I had this opportunity because I know that not all of the people have this but I was crying I was crying all the time because I went from this big city from this beautiful apartment from this job as a manager into a little little office where I just did like literally nothing there was nothing to do I'm just I, I was just sitting there like eight hours and did maybe one hour productive something and the rest of the seven hours I just have to spend there and wait until I can go and the apartment guys <laughs> I guess I have some pictures the apartment was just like wow it was an apartment that they built after right after the war and um, this apartment was just uh, the walls were filled with paper and all that stuff so you couldn't even put a picture on the wall it was like crazy it was very small it was like it was just it was cold and it was just crazy in the winter it was so cold and I moved I guess in October or something and I was just crying for real I was just crying I was like what the hell is going on what just I I did and I um felt like I just hadn't had to do that so I why I'm just not sticking with my job and this a lot why I just went here and I was like, wow, this was the baddest decision that I ever take took. So, however, I already went that way and I already, you know, um, cut that job in Dusseldorf and whatever. So I had to stay there, whatever it takes. Now what happened is after a few while, um, Nespresso called me and we were like, um, hey, maybe we have a job for you. And what happened when I worked at my um, auntie's place, again, it was, was for me, it was horrible. Again, thank you for this opportunity, but it was horrible. So in the meanwhile, another company asked me to join them and they asked me to join as a social media manager. And this was the first time why they asked me because I was the first person, this may be a funny story, quick funny story from Düsseldorf. I was the first person in our company at this time because I was like 19 when I joined that used hashtags. Because, you know, on Facebook you used hashtags and then there was an option to share all the things from Facebook to Instagram. And this is what I did because I just had no idea. I was just using it for my private and I was sharing stuff on Facebook because this is a time where all the people use Facebook. I was 19, so it is 11 years ago. Um, and then I shared the stuff on Instagram and then you saw this hashtags on Instagram. And I was the first person who ever used Instagram in this company at this time. And then all the other people joined Instagram and all that stuff. And they were like, oh, why she's using hashtags? They were like, hmm, this is, is this something that we do? Like, they were just laughing a bit. And then, and then they called me hashtag. This was my nickname. And this is a very funny story. My nickname at Nespresso in Düsseldorf was hashtag. And to be honest, at this time, it wasn't funny at all for me because I was like, hey, why not using them? It's just normal to use them. And then, you know, they were laughing at me and I felt so bad for that. I don't know why. And for some reason, I stopped posting on socials because I just felt that bad. 
However, now I forgot where where I where I stopped. Um, yes, they asked me to be a social media manager because they saw that I'm doing something on social media. I did something on social media and they didn't have a clue about that. And they were like, hey, can you just join as a social media um, manager? And they were a travel company. So um, I was like, yeah, why not? They were travel agents. And then I joined. And for whatever reason, they opened like um, a coffee shop in their travel agency, whatever. And I joined at the same time where they opened that and they were asking like, hey, can you also help us with, you know, that um, we're opening this coffee shop right now. Can you help us with, you know, bringing the the um, the food out and uh, and the drinks out and all that stuff? I was like, hey, why not? You know, the, the, the goal was for me to be a social media manager, but why not helping them out? So what happened is that for one month, I was just someone who, I was just a waiter. I was just a waiter um who brought out the food who brought other drinks and all that stuff and since it was the beginning of, of since it was the opening i worked around 12 hours and i literally got nothing on money it was like just a little little salary i was like wow what the hell i'm doing here i was um hired as a social media manager and now i'm a waiter and just you know nothing against them but it was not what i what i was meant to be there you know and um, however, I was, again, super unsatisfied. I was crying and all that stuff. It was just horrible for me. Now what happened, and I realized that I really give you all the details. That's crazy. So I hope you're still here. Um, however, um, Nespresso called me and we're like, hey, uh, we have that position. So a position just as a sales rep, you want to join. And again, I was so sad in this company and the company before that I joined, all that stuff. And I was like, yes, for sure, I will do that. No matter what it takes, I will come to you because... This is a job that I knew. This is a job that I loved before in Düsseldorf. And this is what, you know, what is just, what is, was just cool for me, you know. And over this time, when I started working in retail, I also realized that I was always waiting for lunch break. I was always waiting for going home. I was always waiting for vacation, all that stuff. I wasn't super happy. But again, I was so, so freaking unhappy in this both job that I had after moving back from Düsseldorf that for me, everything was better than working there. And as you maybe know, in Switzerland, you will get a lot more money for the same work that you did. So again, I got 1,500 euros at a manager in, at Nespresso in Düsseldorf. And when I um, then uh, uh, or got this job in Switzerland as a sales rep, I worked just 60%. I worked 60% um, in the store as a sales rep. So I just sold coffee sleeves. That was it. Not more. Um, I got 2,600. I was like, what the hell is going on here? I was like, okay, this is something I can do. No worries. Um, and then I, w I'm go I went up to 80% and to 100% and I got 3,600 um, francs at this time just for selling coffee sleeves. And I was like, wow, this is huge. This is nice. However, it was the same job. I was standing there eight hours. I wasn't a manager at all. So it wasn't like it wasn't like something different. It was just every day I was standing at this cash desk selling my coffee sleeves. It was a good amount of money, but it was so, so unfulfilling. It was just like I was so sad. And also um, the, the city I worked in was in Basel. It's for the people from Switzerland. You know that city. And um, it isn't a big, big city like Düsseldorf or something. There aren't any celebrities or something. It was just like the um, our audience was very, very old. You know, nothing against them. But it was super, super boring for me as a young woman who just wanted to have a good career. And also there was like the opportunity to to jump into a better position or a management position or whatever. There wasn't just wasn't the opportunity. So, however, I was super, super unhappy. And then it came a time where my dad became ill, unfortunately. Um, so he's good. No worries. But um, he became ill and I realized, OK, I'm standing here eight hours 
for a good salary for sure but i'm just standing here i don't have free like i, I couldn't just you know take a day off because again i worked in retail if i want to take a day off someone else has to work for me um, and it was so difficult and i just don't have like the time to join him and to help him by whatever he need uh, to whatever he needs you know and I was like, hmm, this is nothing that I want to do. This is really nothing that I want to do. So this was the first situation where I realized that I want to be free. Really free. This was the first time I thought about freedom. And beside that, there was another situation I would love to tell you. And this was a situation one of our um, colleagues from work became pregnant. She became pregnant. And then when I, was, when I joined, she was already, you know, almost ready <laughs> Um, she gave birth and then in Switzerland it's like that that after three months you have to go back to work. You're giving birth and then you have three months time to just enjoy yourself as a mother and then after three months you have to go back. That's crazy, right? So what happened is that she gave birth and then the three months were over and then she came back to work and she was breastfeeding and what, he, what she needed to do because she was breastfeeding, she was breastfeeding before work, came to work and then she was going back home in the middle of her lunch break. She had 30 minutes more than a normal employee like and me, 30 minutes more to drive home to her baby, breastfeed her again. And then she came back to work after working a few hours more. She uh, went back um, to her to her baby every single day. And I was like, what the hell is she doing? But there is no other option in Switzerland. You have to go to work. Otherwise, you won't get any money. And as you know, as a mother, you need that money. So you have to do that. And I was like, okay. First situation, I want to be free to just help my parents out whenever I can. And again, I have a very, very strong relationship to my parents. So besides helping them out whenever they don't feel good, I was always, I, I also wanted to just spend time with them. So I had this first situation and I had a second situation of seeing my um, colleague going back to, uh, back home to breastfeed her baby. And I was like, okay, this is nothing I want to, I want to do for the rest of my life. But and now again, I told you before, um, nobody in my circle, my family was ever self-employed. Nobody had freedom. All the people around me did the same thing. And again, still, even if I knew, okay, this is not the life that I want to be, want to live, I knew that I just couldn't make it. How the hell should I make it? I was like, it's not meant for me. Again, it's not meant to um, to be this person. I'm not meant to be this person. I'm not meant to be rich. This was always like a limiting belief in my head. And now what I want to tell you or what I, what I, why I started this podcast basically or whatever I'm doing on social media is to make sure that you know that it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what kind of degree you have because again, I never studied. Um, I just went to a normal school. It doesn't matter where you're from. You can make it. It doesn't matter if you're in debt. It doesn't matter whatever you want to do. You can make it. And now I'll tell you how this story started. So again, I worked in this retail uh, store. I was super unhappy because my dad wasn't good and all that stuff. I didn't have any freedom. I saw my colleague breastfeeding and I knew, okay, at one point I want to have a family. So um, I didn't want to do that and all that stuff. And just time passed by and I was like, hmm, there need to be an option how I can make that. And then I thought about maybe another position at a company where I'm more free and whatever. But there wasn't anything. There was nothing where I could say, okay, hey, this is a position I would love to do. And it's also a position where I have a lot more free time. So there was just no chance. And to be honest, and this, I'm sorry to say that now for all the people from my last uh, work from Nespresso, but I used to um, wear a lot of days where I meant to be ill, but I was sick, but I wasn't sick at all. And this was a lot because I was so unhappy. I had a very bad gut feeling when I woke up in the morning. I was like, oh, the other day going to this job and doing just the same again and again and again, because it was like that. It was just the same every single day. So again, I didn't thought about how 
could I make this because I just had the opportunity, had the opportunity. And this were the time where all these online businesses came up. But for some reason, I missed that. I totally missed that. And why the hell am I missed that? I just don't saw that. I just don't saw that. I missed that completely. Now what happened? And thankfully that I met Jose because I met Jose one day in the club. So we met each other in the club because he's a fabulous dancer. And we met each other in the club. And for some reason, we liked each other already after we saw the first time. And then we decided to have our first date and all that stuff. You know, we texted uh, back and forth and all that stuff. So we had our first date. And this is not a very funny story. We had our first date. And uh, we're sitting down. And I was like, hey, what did you do for a living? And I was like, hey, I'm working in a um, pizzeria. So in a restaurant. He was a pizza baker. And he was like, but anyhow, I'm building my own business. I will be a millionaire in a few years. And I was like, okay, yes, for sure. <laughs> He was like, he's one year younger than me. And I was like, for sure, you will be a millionaire. How the hell you want to do that? And I was like, no, no fucking way you will be an... Can I say fuck? I'm not sure. Sorry. No fucking way you will be a millionaire in a few years. So, however, he told me that. And I was like, yes, with my cousin, I'm doing something with my cousin, Maribel. So, Maribel's cousin. I'm doing something with my cousin. And yes, it's working. So, we already made a bit of money and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, yes, for sure. And, you know... I didn't took that serious, to be honest. And sorry for that right now, Jose, but I didn't took it serious at all. I was a bit loving, you know, and um, inside me, I was like, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, however, he was 24 at this time. and was like, yeah, for sure, he can make it. Um, however, we um, had a few more days. And at one point, we decided to become a couple. And um, after deciding that, for sure, we spent a lot of time together like we did it before. And he also g gave me a few insights on what he exactly is doing with Marble together. And he was like, look, this is online business and this is opportunity, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, wow, there are actually a lot of people making money because then I started researching and I started doing a market research on these people. And I was like, wow, the people are making money. This was the first time where I was like, oh, wow, there is an opportunity. I have to dive deep into because this was the only solution now to get rid of this nine to five to, you know, just quit that job. And I was like, okay, um, okay, interesting. And what exactly you're doing? And I was like asking and explaining, blah, blah, blah. And they started with basically in social media agencies. So they sold services for other companies. They sold services like finding more employees or having more clients for this company, all that stuff through um, paid advertising on Facebook at this moment. And they started, I guess, at this moment, it was a fitness trainer or something. They tried to get more clients in for, the, for this fitness trainer. I was like, okay, that's interesting. And um, I saw, you know, they're working, they they um, called a lot of times and were like, okay, great, this is great what you're doing. And I wasn't brave enough to ask them, hey, can I help you or something? I wasn't like, I wasn't just brave enough. And for some reason, Jose asked me sometimes like, hey, can you help me out with this? And can you help me out with that? But there was never like the question like, hey, you want to join us or you want to actually help us more? It was just like, hey, can you quickly help me with that? Or hey, can you quickly help me with that? And um, so what happened is that I, in my mind, was was already like, okay, I want to do that. I want to do something like that and I need to jump into this. And this is now something that not, I guess, 90-90% of the people don't know that. So I will spill it all of the tea right now. I was doing um, like a degree, a little degree as a, wed a wedding planner. I was a wedding planner. Yes, I did a degree as a wedding planner. I never finished it. So this is what I have to say. But I did a degree as a wedding planner. Why? Because I had something in mind. I was like, okay, hey, I will be just self-employed as a wedding planner. And then Jose was telling me, hey, you could also do a kind of coaching and you could do this and you could do this and you could do this. And I was like, okay, why not doing it? So we had a website as I think there's still my Instagram account from back then. I never delete that. 
Uh, we had a very good name. We had everything in place. It was so, so cool. And I started doing this wedding planning thing and then COVID came. So I was like, wow, I can just close that business because um, wedding planner, no one needs a wedding planner when no one, nobody can do a wedding. So however, I was like, okay, yeah, no worries. I will find something new. I was still working Monday to five. I was still unhappy, but however, I already knew, okay, there is opportunity. And this was the best thing ever that happened to me. I was, I know, okay, there is opportunity and that's it. So what happened is that in this time and as soon as COVID starts, for some reason, um, Maribel and Jose gave me a lot of things to do. They were like, hey, can you maybe also help me with that? And can you help us with that? And this was the first time where I saw all their contracts and invoices they send out and all that stuff. Again, they don't, didn't make that much money with that, a few hundreds maybe, but they did money with that. And they had contracts, they had invoices, all that stuff. And it was crap, to be honest. So Marvel Jose, I know that you know this already, but again, sorry for that. It was just crap. They just didn't know what they do because they were very good when it comes to, you know, doing what they do, but they didn't have a plan about all this administration stuff. And since I had this manager role, and again, I'm super thankful for that. I had a clue about this. I was like, I was very good in that. Sorry, I was very good in that. And I was like, okay, hey, I could help you out with that if you want to. I, again, I wasn't brave enough, but I was like, hey, I could help you out with that. And at this point, I never saw Maribel before. And this is not a funny story ever, I guess, uh, when we met each other. So Maribel and me um, met each other in my lunch break at Nespresso because she lived at the other side of Germany and we lived or I lived at the border of Germany of Switzerland and we never met each other before and then there was like this lunch break where um, she visited Jose and she came um, with Jose to my store and, and he was like hey this is my cousin the one with with, um, with which I'm working and we were looking to each other and we're like okay hi and nobody of us liked the other one. We didn't like each other at all. I don't know why, but the vibe was just not there. It was like, it was so, so weird because, you know, if you are, if you, if it's your boyfriend, you have to be nice. You have to be like, hey, yes, hey, yes, how are you, blah, blah, blah. And she also had to be nice because she was the cousin. She was his cousin and I was his girlfriend. So there was this very weird, weird situation. I was like, okay, we didn't each other. We didn't like each other at all. However, they asked me already, like, hey, can you help me with that? I was like, okay, hey, why not doing it? Because anyway, I won't see her that often because she's living at the other side of Germany. So however, just do it. I want to get rid of my to five, just do it. Now we met each other again because she um, came back to um, to our hometown and, you know, doing a, a few stuff, a lot of stuff with Jose and everything. And for some reason, we started talking to each other about, you know, our dreams, about what we felt or in the past and blah, blah, blah. And she was telling me like, hey, I was so, so unhappy. I'm so, I'm still so unhappy in my nine to five because it's just like horrible for me. And if you want to check her story out, she also has a podcast in which she talks about that more deeply. And I was like, hey, I feel the same. And then at one point you were like, oh, wow, we have so many things that comes together when we just talk to each other. We were like, wow, we just have the same vision. We have the same dreams. So like, hey, our goal is just to get rid of this nine to five and to become free. This was our main goal and this was her goal and this was also my goal. And for whatever reason, it was like a click. It was like, oh, wow, this could be my bestie. For whatever reason, she was like, oh, forever, for whatever reason, I like you. And I was like, yeah, I like you too. And it was this kind of weird situation again, but in a positive way. And um, however, then we started working together. So this was a time where, again, they gave me a lot of stuff to, you know, adjust. And I was helping them. I was like, oh, and then we saw that we're matching. For some reason, this team was matching. So Jose has had his skills, Marble had her, her skills, and I had the skills of administration, all that stuff. Now, COVID started, 
And uh, we decided to work together. We decided to build a business together. At this point, we were like, hey, we all have the same dreams. Why not putting all our energy together and start a freaking business? And then again, they did already like advertising for other companies and were like, okay, let's do that. And uh, Jose bought a coaching at this time from other people telling you, okay, how to do all that stuff. So we already got mentors from the beginning on. It's something that I always recommend in every single thing of your life. Get someone in that already knows what to do because you will save so much time. Because we were completely beginners. Again, I never had a degree. I never studied. Same with Jose and Mario, but they never had a marketing degree or something. Nothing. And uh, we just started doing whatever this mentor uh, told us. And then COVID came. And there was this big opportunity because at this time, Marvel and me um, were able to work from home. Jose already quit his job. This is something I have to say. We already made a bit money. So we decided that Jose can already quit his job because um, then he had more time to work on this business. And Marvel and me were still 9 to 5, but we had the opportunity to work from home because everything got closed. Her office got closed. My retail store got closed. Everything got closed. And we just had the opportunity to work from home. Now... We sat together and we was like, okay, ladies and gents, now is the time to just go all in. Because what we did was online marketing. So everything was online. We never had to meet with any people. What we did is to find other clients for companies online. So we never, they never had to meet their clients and everything. So like, okay, hey, let's just start it. So we searched for specific niches that we could go in like relators or financial advisors. This is how we basically started with these two target groups. And we started doing that. And since we had the power of three people, because what we did for sure, Marvel me, was like, yes, we worked at home for our nine to five or just a few hours. And then we put this laptop away from, from work and we just work on our own business. This is basically how we started, to be completely honest. So we started working together and we implemented all that stuff that this mentor or this coach told us. And it just worked. It was like we got our first clients just by doing paid advertising for ourselves. And, you know, we reached out to people, cold, like we did cold calls we did cold outreach via email all that stuff so all the things that this person told us and it worked we had our first client and so that we had already client again we already made a bit of money um but we had our first real client that paid us a lot of money per month it was like two thousand uh, euros or something or francs i was like oh wow this actually works and in our brain was like okay this works we just have to go in so we had that six months of being at home while covid and in the six months, we just went all in. We gave everything to make that happen. And again, it worked. And after six months, we had so many clients for our social media agency that Marva and me were able to quit our job. And this moment was like, ladies and gents, when I tell you the feeling of this moment, and I hope that all of you will experience the same feeling that I had, it was just amazing. We quit in November, I guess Marva a few months before, I guess in August or something. She quit already and I quit in November. It was just, this feeling was just incredible. It's like, wow, I we're just out of this shit. Can I say shit? Again, I don't know. We're just out of this. And um, again, we were free, but we need to make a lot of money because now we're free and we have three people um, that needed a salary to just live. And now, yes, we went all in. So we went all in with our social media agency. Again, we got a lot of clients. However, for some reason, this business didn't satisfy us. It was like we had um, to be in contact with a lot of, you know, clients that was, they were okay, you know, but for some reason they were like, oh, this is what I'm missing and this is not good and blah, blah, blah. So we had to find new clients and whatever. It was very like, it was energy consuming, this business. And it wasn't the freedom that we thought we have because we still worked like 12 hours or something a day and wasn't the freedom that we wanted to have. However, after having the social media agency and we made a bit money, 
we invested the money into dropshipping. Now, and this is the best story ever about our business because there's everything in it. There's failure, there's emotions in it, everything. So again, sit down and enjoy because we start our dropshipping business. So for all of you who don't know what is dropshipping, dropshipping basically means that you sell a product to someone, but you don't have the product yourself. You ship the product directly from the seller to this person, but you are the middleman that um, sells this product and you get money for that. So you have to pay the seller for sure, like who sells this product, but you also um, get a lot of money from this person and for sure the prices are higher. So therefore you make the difference of buying this product and selling to this person. You make the difference of um, of this money. And in dropshipping, it's like that, that you have to have a winning product. You have to have a winning product with which you, with which you can make a lot of money. So what happened is that, um, and I will tell you also what this product is. And I guess I never told that before. So again, this is nothing that will work right now. So you can note that down, but it will not it will not work, unfortunately. But again, we um, searched for a product and we tried different products and we failed a bit. I was like, no, we want to do that. It's a good opportunity. We saw the opportunity. Everyone was doing dropshipping and it was like, hey, we want to do that because for whatever reason, we weren't satisf satisfied with doing the social media agency. So and at this time, no, the time before we started dropshipping business. But before, when I was still working in 9 to 5, because I had this, you know, time where you quit your job, but then you have like three months or something where you still have to work and then you're out. So this was the time where I still had to work, but I was out. And there came one client came to me on my cash check. It was like, and it was during COVID again. It was so just to make sure that you understand the whole story. It was COVID and we had this six month where we just did home. Um, um, working from home and then after six months again the store opened and I need to go to work but I already quit so I had the three months working at the store still after I could go and after I would be free completely so again in this three months when I worked again and the store opened again everything was still COVID still was there and still all the people had issues with that and all that stuff and what happened and maybe you know that if you have lenses what happened is as soon as in the winter you go in into a store and you had your mask on and you had your lenses on you didn't saw anything. So for the people who have lenses, they, they directly know what I mean. You can't see anything because everything was like blurry on your lens. Um, and this happened to a lot of people. And then at one day, someone came into my cash check, like a client of this Espresso store. And he was like, look at my lenses. Look at my glasses. I can't, I can't see everything because I have like, I have a spray or something. And this is so good. And I don't know why he told me that. It was just like a, I guess it was like a sign, a <laughs> faithful for that. But he told me that and I was like, oh, that's great. And what happened after we um, came back to work in this time where we already quit, I installed on my cash deck, I installed like WhatsApp and all that stuff to work on my business behind the back, I would say. So I work on my business um, while I was, you know, working my nine to five because I had like a little computer in my dash cash desk and I was working and I was, you know, sending messages to Marble and to C and we were working like in our nine to five still. Um, and sometimes I just... Grab, uh, um, came with my laptop to work and then at lunch break I worked and then for example when no bosses were there in the store and again sorry that I have to tell that now but for everyone who's um, who's an espresso you will now know the story um, I took this laptop and I worked like you know behind the back at Nespresso when no client was there and so I just put my laptop and I worked blah, blah, blah. however this client came in and he told me like hey I don't have this problem anymore I have a kind of story like oh, I'm so happy blah 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 and I was like Oh, that's actually very good. And again, at this point, we wanted to do dropshipping, want to make money with dropshipping. And then I was, you know, directly sending a message to Marvel and Jose telling them, hey, please find this product. I don't know the name of the brand. I don't know where he got this because I wasn't, you know, thinking about asking him 
because after he went out, I was thinking, oh, why, why, wait, maybe we can do that. So I sent him a message saying, hey, please search for this product because this is a game changer. This solves a problem of a lot of people right now because this was a problem of all of the people. They all went into a store or whatever. They had their mask, they had their glasses and they couldn't see anything. And I was like, search for this freaking product. And they were searching. <laughs> they were putting a lot of effort into searching this product and we found something. We found a kind of spray or something. And then the journey started. It was crazy, guys. If I tell you it was crazy, it was crazy. And I can't tell the whole story because this will take me three hours or something, but I can give you the the important details of the story. So we found that product and then we realized, okay, hey, it's a spray. You know, let's let's just find a very good one. And we um we ordered a lot of them and we tested this because my mom had had um or have lenses or glasses, whatever is the right word. Um, and we ordered a lot and she tested. I was like, oh, that's not so good, but that's better. Blah, blah, blah. And we tested and found a very good one. So, and then we did advertising for this. We did advertising and you know what happened? It just went crazy. It went totally crazy. We got so many orders in. We're like, what the fuck is happening? This is a winning product. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And then for some reason, we got so many orders that we completely went crazy. Jose was like, hey, we have to brand it by ourselves. We have to um, do a big brand we have to this and this and this and we all were like we had that big vision of this product we're like okay let's just go or go all in so what we did we started branding this by ourselves <laughs> we bought like the empty glasses thing what uh, empty spray stuff we bought the spray itself we bought like etiquettes like like something where you i don't know if this is the right word excuse me for that but what you put on it um, where your name is on it from the brand and everything. We had a brand name. We had literally everything. We ordered everything to our little two um, room apartment where Jose and I lived together because we moved together after a few months. However, another story. So we moved together and in this two room apartment, we ordered all that stuff and we just did everything by ourselves. At one point, instead of the spray, we realized that uh, like a clove is better for that. So we ordered that, we ordered, again, a lot of examples, we tested, blah, blah, blah. And we were pretty, pretty expert in this topic. We were like, we did everything. Marbel was the one who um, sent messages to these Chinese people because these were our sellers. And she woke up at six in the morning to make sure that she's in the right time zone, sending messages to them, ordering some stuff and all that stuff. So we ordered that. We ordered that to Switzerland and we packed everything by ourselves. Again, we had like, you know, the box where everything was in. We had like the thing that you put on. Uh, where the name is on it and description, everything. So we did everything by our own. It was just crazy. And beside that, we had so many orders minute by minute. The phone was just like, ring, 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 new order, new order, new order. It was like, oh, wow, this is just going crazy. So what happened is that we had so many orders and we did everything by ourselves. So we ran this whole thing for ourselves and we even went to the post station to send it to by ourselves, to deliver it by ourselves. And so we needed people. And then we hired my mom and my dad. We hired my cousin. We hired the mom of Jose. And so many people just helped us. And even Maribel came back from the other side of Germany, helped us in our little apartment. And we were just packing like crazy until 3, 4 a.m. And we just packed and packed and packed that stuff. And we delivered at the next time and the next day to the post office and all that stuff. It was crazy. We made 100K in a few months. Like in five months, we made $100,000 in revenue. This was crazy, guys. We never had that much money. We never saw that much money before. Because also beside me, Maribel and Jose never were rich. They were also broke in the beginning. And for us, it was like, wow, this is crazy. Now what happened, and this is a big learning of everything, of our whole business. Um, what happened is that if you're doing dropshipping, you need an advertising account and you also need payment providers. 
And we used PayPal uh, a lot for our payments. And what happened is that PayPal was like, wow, there's so many, uh, so much money coming in. This could, this can't be legal. And they froze, uh, fr uh, was just freezing, whatever the, the right word is, but they freeze all our money. So we had 30,000, just 30,000, just because we have different payment providers. Um, luckily, we had 30,000 um, on PayPal and they freeze everything. And beside it, we're like, okay, hey, we can handle this. Beside that, um, they blocked our advertising accounts. So all of our accounts, Maribel's account, mine account, Jose's account was completely blocked for advertising. We couldn't do advertising at all on Facebook and Instagram. And we're like, what the hell is happening? And however, we didn't have any money because it was uh, frozen. We um, didn't have any advertising accounts. So, and we had a lot of products. We had around 10,000 products still um, at our little apartment. And we're like, oh, wow, what the hell are we doing now? And then, you know, we tried a bit with email marketing, with all that stuff, nothing worked. And then we came to the idea, okay, get some Facebook accounts for friends, get this and get this. And again, this story would be too long, but we, we tried a lot of things and it took us two months to came back um, and to have everything in place that we could start again selling this product. product. And what happened is two months, because to be honest, beside one uh, company, we were the only one selling this product. This is why it was also so such a winning product because we were the only one selling this beside someone else. And in this time, it is two months, all the other people out there realized that this is a winning product. So what happened is we came back to the market and everyone was doing it. Literally, supermarkets were selling this this product and not just online shops. And we're like, oh, we are fucked. So what happened is that we had a lot of products, like 10,000. In total, we had 15,000 products that we just threw away. Uh, we had 15,000 pro uh, 15, um, products and we had a bit of money for sure because we made a bit of money. But again, we also invested a lot of money and we couldn't make any money at all. And we're like, okay, what are we the hell are we doing now? And now before I tell you the story, I have to tell another story. Why we are starting? Why we are starting our business? Um, I was the one. I'm still the one. If there's another business opportunity comes up, I was like, oh, hey, this is something we can do. And Maribel was always like, no, Selena, we have to focus on one thing. And again, this is a big learning that we made. And I always recommend you, if you're on a journey being an entrepreneur, you have to focus on one thing. Make sure you just promise it because you have to focus. Otherwise, you will just lose the focus and you won't do anything right. However, I was always the person telling um, the other ones, hey, there's a new business opportunity. There's this, there's this. And they were like, no, Selena, we have to focus on one thing. So there was this guy out there doing Instagram theme pages, so Instagram quote pages like Confidently Women. And um, we were like, oh, this is a good opportunity. And again, Marva said, no, Selena, don't do that. We have to focus on one thing. We have to focus on dropshipping. However, when we have a look on the tasks that we had and everything, Marvel and Jose were the ones they had the most tasks when it comes to dropshipping. And I was like, I had a few administration things and I worked on this and I worked on this, but I had a bit of time, I would say. And I was like, let's just deep dive in. And I bought a course for $7 at this time to for Instagram theme pages, a little, little course with a few videos. And I was like, hey, just give it a watch. And I watched this course in my free time beside my nine to five, beside building my own business, because at this time I was still my nine to five. Um, but I already quit. However, I was watching this course and I was like, wow, this is a no-brainer. I would just do that no matter what they say. And I was like, okay, I, I would just don't tell them. And I did that. And this is how Confidently Woman um, grew. You, you wouldn't believe it, but I uh, set up Confidently Woman while working 9 to 5, while telling nobody whether Maribel or Jose that I would do that. I just did that. And now 
after that, and this is a funny thing, realizing that confidently women is not correct at all when it comes to grammar. So this is just a name because, again, English is not our main language. And a few years ago, my English was was worse than now. I was like, confidence, what can I take, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, confidently women. Why not confidently women? And because I had an idea of kind of women page, whatever. I, I don't have, I didn't have a vision. I was just like, hey, give it a try because in the video they say it, it works. So let's just do it. And then I came up with Confidently Women. And then what I did is uh, before I went to work, I posted something in my lunch break. I posted something in the, at the end of the day, I posted something. So I had everything on my notes. Like I had the quote that I want to post. I had the caption I want to post, the hashtags. I had everything on my phone. And again, my nickname was hashtags. So I thought it was like, hey, I'm good at it. Maybe why not trying it? However, I did that. And then um, again, Marva told me, hey, whatever you're doing, keep the focus. And I was like, okay. And then we started this dropshipping business and I just put it away. I was like, okay, Confidently Woman is like, it was something that I want to do. But again, I realized I can't do that. Just put it away. And then our dropshipping business failed again. You know all, the whole story right now. And then I was like, Maribel, I have something, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, what the hell you did? I was like, yes, you know, we. I uh, looked at this uh, theme page guy and whatever. And I started a theme page called Confidently Woman. She was like, why you did this? And I was like, I don't know, but however, it was okay. And she was like, okay, yes. Blah. But however, um, I was like, hey, we can try that now because now we don't have any business at all. And we have to focus on, th on something that is organically where we don't have to spend a lot of money because we don't have a lot of money. And um, so we need to focus on something that is, you know, organic. And she was like, yeah, okay, hey, why not trying this? And we had 100 followers at this time. So I grew that page to one, I grew that page to 100 followers. And we had a bit of money. And this bit of money we invested into this guy, uh, into another time with a mentor and into a big, big pro or not a big, big program, but it costed like 6,000 uh, euros or something. We had by side from all the money that we made with dropshipping and we, we invested this money into this guy and then everything were changing. We grew up this page and after two months, maybe you know that already, after two months, we hit the first 10,000 followers. It was just crazy. And this page completely blew up. You can't imagine. It was like, what the hell is going on? Same with our dropshipping business. We were like, oh, wow, this is just growing. But we were aware of that something can happen. So we were very like, okay, let's just do that. Let's just try. We're not hyped at all. We're just like, okay, let's just do whatever it takes. Um, and then we grow that page. And again, we were um, at 10,000 followers after two months. So in January 2021, at the beginning of January, we started. At the end of February, we had our first 10,000 followers. And then this page completely blew up. The people were like going crazy, sending us messages. Wow, this page is so amazing, blah, blah, blah. And we just did what the mentor says. We just did what the mentor says. He told us, hey, you need to both post this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And we just did the step-by-step -step plan from this person, from this guy, and just worked. And at one point, the people were asking us uh, for business advice because we um, they saw from our personal Instagram accounts at this time where we didn't post anything that regularly, but we used them and they saw like, oh, wow, they're self-employed. And then they're like, hey, uh, we saw that you're self-employed, how you did that, how you started and all that stuff. And all this question came up around business and we're like, hey, why not doing something this direction? But then, and this is also another fun fact, our English was so freaking broke that we never would start anything in English. For us, this was just not an option. For us, it was like, no, we never would start anything in English. But the page was in English for some reason because English-speaking pages worked at this time. I was like, hmm, what can we do right now? So we can't monetize it properly because we don't, we can't speak English and all that stuff. And then there was one evening we met um, a friend of us in the meanwhile, a friend of us at this time, a friend of Jose and his friend. 
And we were chilling in a bar, drinking some drinks and all that stuff. And he was like, oh, wow, you have a very, very huge page. Because at this time, I think the page was at 300,000 followers or something. And we were like, yes, it's a huge page. And he was like, oh, how much money you make with that? And we were like, money? No, make zero. And he was like, what the hell are you doing? You have a page with 300,000 people that are interested in a specific topic and you don't make money at all? No, it was th no, it was 300, yes, 300. And he was like, no. And he was like, what the hell are you doing? And we were like, yeah, we thought about that. But, you know, our English is not that good, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, and you really want to hold yourself back just because your English is bad? You can learn English. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. And then um, we were like, okay, why not trying that? And then this mentor also can uh, could teach us how to build a coaching consulting business around it. So how basically teach other people how to build the same that we built in the past. Because we already had experience with our social media agency. We knew how to build everything from scratch. We knew how to get clients. We knew how to make money even without having a degree or something. We knew all that stuff. But we didn't spread it out because we thought our English was too bad. And this guy was like, hey, you need to do that. Otherwise, you will just stay broke for the next years because you have that page. And it was like, yeah, okay, he's right. So we started. We were like, to this to this coach, to this mentor, like, hey, we are ready to start. You want to start something? Please teach us everything in detail. And he teached us. And he told us like, hey, you have to do this and you have to do this. And you know what happened? With that page, we made our first client with $6,000. We made $6,000 with our, at this time, was it 6000 or less? However, we made our first $6,000. I guess it was with two clients, whatever. We made our first $6,000. So we're like, oh, wow, this is working. And our first client, she was from Germany and she was a fitness. She was very good when it, when it comes to fitness. And she was like, hey, girls, how can I do that too? And I was like, hey, you have a skill. And we found out, you know, all the stuff that we we're doing nowadays also with our student. We were teaching her, like we were telling her, hey, now you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And you guess what, what happened? She was making her first $7,000 after two or three months or something. And we were like, wow, this shit is really happening. This shit is working. And they were like, okay, we, we, we talked to our mentors like, hey, this is working. How we can scale it up? And he, uh, he teaches strategies and then everything blew up. So we made our first, I was, it was a 100K month after just five months uh, doing something, uh, doing this. And it was completely crazy. So we made our first 100K and then we made our first 500K and whatever. And guess what? In the meanwhile, we already made 2.6 million with that business in the last two years. It is just crazy. However, why I'm telling you that, again, coming back to my story from the beginning on, I had nothing. I was in debt. I had a degree. I never studied. I had nothing. I didn't grow up in a rich family. We, were, we weren't poor, so don't get me wrong. My parents all together, I got. I think they got a salary of together, both of them together, like 3000 or something, not more, so not that much for family. However, I had nothing and I started with nothing. I started with being in debt and I went to this salary, to this big, big number right now, just because of the things that happened. And this is the whole story, basically. So this is everything that I can tell you from my past and I hope you enjoy but one thing that I want to tell you that you can grab from the story and that you should learn from a story is first, again, no matter where you're from, no matter what you have, no matter what you do, you can do that. The second thing is that even if you fail, and this is what we did, even if you fail, you can make it. Sometimes, or I say all of the times, it's always, it will always lead you in the right direction if you fail. Because imagine if this dropshipping business never failed and maybe we made good numbers and all that stuff, but we never grew confidently women. We never had this big, big community of women that we can help. 
Because besides making money, having the opportunity to help other people is the best thing that can happen. If you combine it, this is your dream job, trust me. But however, the second thing again that you should learn is however or how often you fail, because we fail a lot, it doesn't matter. You can make it. And the last thing that is very, very important to know is that even, even if you don't know what to do or even if you just don't know how to start, get yourself someone that can teach you. Get yourself someone that is already there where you want to be. It doesn't matter what you be and what you want to do. It's a, if it's a business, if it's um, taking care of your body, if it's taking care of whatever, get yourself someone that um, can help you, you know. Even I'm doing this right now. So again, we have that seven-figure business. I'm a mom since over, uh, nearly over a year. I'm a mom, super happy with my little daughter. And in whatever time I have a challenge, I get someone that can help me. Also with motherhood, I asked so many people in the beginning because I was completely overwhelmed. I was like, hey, how can you do this? How can you do this? Can you give me a tip? Even if I didn't have like a kind of mentor, I asked a lot of people, ask. Don't hesitate to ask for help because this is what will bring you forward. You have to ask for help. You have to um, look out for mentors or whatever to make sure that you save a lot of time. Because I know that there are so many informations out there on YouTube and the internet or whatever. And you for sure can write down and grab all the informations. But it will take you so much time to figure out how to put everything together like a puzzle. And again, we started from the beginning on with a mentor. Even if it's just a little, little coaching. Again, we started with a $7 course from a from an Instagram theme page coach. So we started with $7 uh, um course and I guess all of you have a bit of money by your side because this is something that you invest in yourself and this is very important this is the last learning I want to give you from this podcast episode is you have to invest in yourself and to your knowledge because if you gain a skill this skill will never leave you one day if you have a skill you can always make money with something you just have to know how to use that skill to make money and you just have to know how to gain that skill this is very very important so again this was a very long podcast episode. I think it was around an hour. I have to see. But for me, it was such fun. I hope you enjoyed it too. And I hope you can learn something. I hope you can get inspired because this is my mission to inspire the people. And again, to give a lot of value so that you can also, you know, benefit from it and maybe can start your own thing or whatever you want to do um, in life. And yes, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for um, watching this this YouTube video. And I'm super, super excited for the next podcast episode. And if you want to, you can put in the comments of the YouTube video. This is now for the people uh, that are watching this video on YouTube. You can put any topic in this comment that you want to see from me or that you want to get value from me. And I'm sure that I will help you out with that. Yes. So again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And we'll see us in the next episode.